Is your financial advisor doing what is really, truly at the core best for you? We're talking about that today here on the Fearless Investor Podcast. I believe true wealth cannot be measured by your income. It is instead measured by your availability of choices, especially the choice to live life on your terms. I also believe there are many ways to create wealth, but one thing is for certain, you have to have a laser focus on one path. My path, Airbnb, but I also believe in education and expanding your mind. Education helps you take off the blinders of life and see opportunities you never saw before. Join me on this journey of learning how to create wealth in Airbnb, real estate, and so many more investment strategies. Together, we can conquer the world of investing. My name is Kyle Stanley, and this is the Fearless Investor Podcast. Hey, everyone. Welcome into the Fearless Investor Podcast. You're listening to me, Kyle Stanley, and I want to invite you. I haven't invited anyone to do this in a while, but uh, I am really looking forward to connecting with more of you. And the easiest way to do that is actually to book a call with me. If you just go to fearlesskyle.com forward slash consultation, we can get on the phone and I can get your questions answered either about Airbnb or real estate in general. I uh, would love to be able to connect with you and see how I can help out. Now, with that being said, I also would love to see how we can get you connected if you are already in the Airbnb space with my good friend, Mark Simpson over at Boostly. And uh, Mark actually has a message for you guys. He says, host, can you rely on Airbnb to bring you all of your business? Or should you start booking direct to your customer? And how do you even do this? Well, it's really simple. You and your business in Airbnb should actually start getting a direct booking site. It should all be done direct to consumer. But you don't cut corners when you do this. A free site isn't going to cut it especially if it is not on WordPress. And I know exactly what you're thinking because I used to be in this situation too. When I had about 20 different properties, I'm thinking to myself, that's either going to take a lot of time to make a listing for each one of those, or it's going to take a lot of money. Uh, well, that's actually where Boostly comes in. And Boostly is the best in the business for website design for the short-term rental game, servicing over 600 clients worldwide, Every website is built on WordPress, which is great for searchability and done for you. You don't have to do anything. Pricing starts right around $99, and it doesn't even matter if you have one or 100 properties. And again, it's from my uh, good friend, Mark Simpson, the founder of Boostly, and he tells me it's guaranteed that you'll start getting direct bookings or your money back. Just book a call with Mark's team at boostly.co.uk forward slash fearless your future business will thank you. Again, that's Boostly, B-O-O-S-T-L-Y dot C-O dot U-K forward slash fearless. All right, that's it from Mark. And let's jump right into it today. I am I'm excited about this topic um, and I'm excited for a couple of reasons. I think for some of you that are listening in, it's going to be basic. It's going to be things that you probably already know, uh, but it's always nice to go back to the fundamentals. What happens when we're a baseball player or a football player or a soccer player or any sort of athlete and we start going into a slump? We have to go into the fundamentals. We have to remind ourselves of the things that were aha moments in the beginning that maybe because it's just become monotony and part of the day that we've completely forgot about. And so Today, for those of you that are just getting into investing, into real estate, into Airbnb, into anything that involves using money to make more money, that is investing, right? Um, it's going to probably be a, a nice little eye-opener for maybe those aha moments for you right in the beginning, whereas for those of you that have already heard this stuff before, it's just going to be a nice reminder. So, and, and maybe just what helps you to get out of a, a slump 
possibly. So just like an athlete. So the first thing I want to talk about is your financial advisor, because we're taught in this world today to make money, make an excess of money and use that excess to go and save it with a financial advisor. So first of all, a little bit of backwards thinking there, wealthy people actually save and invest and then the excess they spend. Whereas the consumer today spends and then with the excess they invest. It will completely flip around your world if you do it just like a wealthy person or like a soon to be wealthy person um, and you start to invest with what you have and then spend the excess. Um, but your financial advisor is probably going to tell you a lot of things. Um, and, and, you know, it, first of all, I just want you to know um, I, I have a financial advisor. Um, I use them for my stocks, uh, but at the same time, that's all money that I don't care if it went down to zero. I'm not relying on that money. Um, it's the same reason I invest in things like Bitcoin. And um, I, as soon as Airbnb stock came out, it's things that I don't necessarily understand, but I know that if that money disappeared tomorrow, it's okay because that's not what I'm relying on. I'm kind of rolling the dice on that. But with that being said, I, I believe that financial advisors um, serve their purpose, but I also believe that you can really explode your income and your investing by relying on yourself. So really the goal, the, the, the question today is your money going to grow more with your financial advisor uh, with someone else, or is it going to grow more when you have control of it, when it's in your hand? And so the first thing you're going to hear from your financial advisor, is, and, and I heard it too, you know, when I first told him I was getting into real estate, he's like, Ooh, real estate is risky. You know, be careful. Uh, that, that money is probably going to be a little bit more guaranteed if you, you give it to me. And um, okay, that's fine. But I know what I'm doing. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to do this thing. Um, they're also going to hear things like, well, starting a business, it's costly. You're going to spend a lot of money and it's risky. If you just give me that money, I can actually probably uh, increase your, your returns 12%. That's the average of the stock market, guys, really quickly. The average of the stock market is not 12%. Um, for those of you that are listening on the podcast right now, um, you're going to have to see, or you're going to have to hear, visualize this. For those of you that are listening on, or watching on the YouTube channel, I'm actually going to share my screen, which is going to be my calculator. All right. So here's a real easy example for you to see. So if they, if, if the stock market goes up 20% and then down 20%, then the average is zero, right? Because they it went up 20 one year and then it went down 20 the next year. And so it's zero, right? Well, that's if it's linear, but it's not linear. So here's what it looks like. If I have $100 that is invested and I make 20% on it the first year on my calculator here, I'm going 1.20. Then I am at $120. My $100 made me $20 that year, which means I have a total of $120. Well, if it went down 20% the next year, Look what happens. So in theory, right? If we go up 20% and then down 20%, then we should in theory be back at our original $100, right? That's not how it works. Because now we're going down 20% from the new amount that we have, which is $120. So $120 times 0.8, which is 20% less. Now we have $96. So we actually went down 4%, even though the linear average was 0%. Okay, so we're actually losing money. So when the, a stock broker or a, a financial advisor says the average is 12%, the true average is really, if you do the, the real research, is around 7 or 8%. All of this is really true, right? If you're patient in the stock market, it will pay off. But they are also telling you this because 
do they have their your worst interests at heart? No. Do they have your best interests at heart? Absolutely. But think about it this way. If you're a parent and you have your kid's best interests at heart, sometimes you protect them from things that they don't need protection from. And so what we have here is the protected baby holding them in close and saying, don't go start a business. Don't go into real estate because I, the financial advisor, don't have control of that. I have control over these things and I know I'm going to make you a return. Uh, I know I'm going to make you that eight to 12% return, but you could go over and you could start a business and you can go into real estate and you might lose money. And if they are telling you that it's true, but you are not a baby. You're a grown ass adult. You're a grown ass man. You're a grown ass woman. You're smart. You can learn things. You can go out there and educate yourself. And so what I want to educate you on really quickly is passive versus active income. You're probably already aware of this, but just so you know, the active income, uh, a quick little definition of that, you have to do work, you have to be present, you have to do things in order to earn income. Um, you're probably going to earn a lot more because you're putting in the work, not always the case, but likely if you are just starting out in investing, you're probably going to make a lot more money doing something than giving someone money to go do something. And that's what passive income is. Passive income is going to be, I'm giving you money and it's going, or I'm going to put it in something that needs zero of my attention. And for that, and by the way, almost nothing needs zero attention, but a lot less attention than active income, like putting it into a piece of real estate and letting the uh, renter pay you and you get to keep the cash flow. Uh, plus, you're building up all the debt equity. You're building up all the appreciation. You're getting all the tax advantages. That would be a very passive way of earning income. You still have to take some calls every once in a while from the tenants, but it still is a lot better than having to go out and you know do a nine to five job or flip properties and be at the property and doing the flipping or uh, going and finding the properties and you know putting out all the mailers. You know that's a much more active way of earning income. So, and for using real estate, active flipping, wholesaling, um, Airbnb can be active in the beginning, absolutely. Passive, renting it out, um, building a business around. I know tons of wholesalers, tons of flippers, tons of Airbnb people that have created a passive business, but started from an active effort in the beginning. Um, you know, there's a few different people that talk about this. Patrick Donahue or Donahoe uh, with the heads I win, tails you lose. Uh, Robert Kiyosaki, you talk about some different levels of investing. And so it's that lower level investor who's just getting started out, maybe has a little bit of money and needs to just keep on incrementally kind of fine tuning their knowledge, fine tuning the things that they know. And then there's the higher level investors that have systems. And then the, the highest, which is literally just speculative, they have so much money that they'll take 10% of their worth and they'll throw it into something and just roll the dice. Uh, Jeff Bezos, I don't know if you guys know this, he was one of the first to invest in Google. He put in somewhere around $250,000. And now today that's worth over a billion dollars. But that $250,000 was not his entire income because he has so much income. He was able to just say, yeah, $250,000, this Google thing sounds cool. And I have a lot of people that I trust that are telling me good things about it. So I'm going to go ahead and just speculate and hope that it pays off. Um, so the more fine-tuned we get in our investing, the more income that we create, the more risky that we can be with that excess income. Again, it's the invest. And then with the excess we spend. So 
when it's speculative, it feels more like spending than investing. So that's exactly where, um, you know, these people have been able to make huge money. So what I guess I want to just kind of push across here is when we learn and practice, we reduce our risk. So when I go and I wake up at 4am in the morning to stock trade, which by the way, I don't, um, I would be completely speculating because I don't know anything about stocks. But if I were to go and wake up at 4 a.m. and go to a clubhouse room, which if you don't know about clubhouse, you need to get on clubhouse and listen to them talk about how to trade stocks and follow along as they're doing it, that would be a way for me to increase my knowledge, which reduces my risk. Knowledge goes up, risk goes down. Um, and that's exactly what happened with my good friend. Um, he actually just started doing it. About two months in, he made $6,500 in his second or third month doing this. But in his first month, you know, he made a little bit of money. But the very, like month zero, we'll call it, is when he was just educating himself. He was reading books. He was listening in on Clubhouse. He was doing all these different things to reduce that risk. So if you go in and you're just like, yeah, you know, my, my financial advisor says that real estate is risky. So I'm just going to assume it's risky and I'm just going to throw money at real estate. Yeah, that's absolutely risky. But if you go in and you start to learn, you read books and you get into, you know, things like this podcast, YouTube channels, and you're going to reduce that, that risk because you're increasing the knowledge. Um, and at the end of the day, if you do that, then you now know that you have all this money that you can control which that will make you the most amount of money. Um, passive income, some, some different ways of looking at passive income and why it's not going to make you the most amount of money. I'm going to show you, talk about some actual numbers here. Uh, the bank, first of all, the most passive place you can keep money, you're going to earn at most half a percent of interest. That's not a lot. That's barely even a return. We might as well just round that down and call it zero. Appreciation. You know what? Uh, same thing as like the stock market. If you are patient, it will pay off. But what if you buy something at the top of the market and then in the next year, let's call it 2008, 2009, it just goes straight down. Well, now you have to wait. You have to wait for forever. You had no control over that money. And maybe 30 years later, you have this entire house that's been paid off and the renters have paid it. And that's all great. And then maybe the appreciation now, the house that you bought 30 years ago, was purchased at 200,000 and now today it's 500,000 but that's that's a long play. You know, you think about that, that might be on average a 5-6-7% return every year for just appreciation. Um Bitcoin, once again, completely unpredictable. You have no idea. This is something that could hit and take off like wildfire like it did for a little bit and then it goes down and then you're like, "Well, is this like, you know, is this like the internet? They say it's going to be a fad, but it's really not. It's going to be around forever or is it really going to be a fad? We have no idea." Uh syndications, that's a really popular one. You give your money to an investor, they take it and go to an apartment complex, buy an apartment complex, you take part in the cash flow. Um that's something that I did. Um there's syndications that are making their investors 4% monthly cash flow as much as 8 to 12% monthly cash flow. That's all good. You know, we're still in those like single double digit returns. Stocks, we already talked about 7 to 10%. So all these things we're looking at, it's ranging from the bank, which is like 0% to as much as maybe 10 or 12% um, in a good market. But in active income, okay, we just went from 0.5% to 12%. Let's talk about this now. In active income, how about flipping? Okay. I went and borrowed money. I used $30,000 of my own money in a flip. The, the entire flip cost us all in. It was like 
with renovations, $245,000, we sold that as partners together and we ended up making a combined income of $60,000. We'd walked away with $30,000 profit each. What is that? That's a hundred percent return on my income because I uh, invested 30 of my own and I got 30 more on top of that. That's a hundred percent return. Um, wholesaling. I know people all the time that are literally putting in $2,000 to find a deal and making $20,000. Guys, we call that a four digit return. That's a thousand percent return on your investment. 2000 turn it into 20,000. I know people that have made a $400,000 return, a $400,000 profit on a wholesale. That's one of the best places that you could start if you're looking for active income. Uh, Airbnb arbitrage. How about this? Um, and then for those of you that don't know Airbnb, um, you know, Airbnb obviously is short-term rentals. It's two or three day stays or as much as a year stay, but people pay short-term prices because it's furnished and they're paying for convenience. Well, the traditional way of doing Airbnb is still way better than a regular rental. If I'm making, call it $1,000 a month on something that would have actually only made me about two or $300 of cash flow. I can get as much as 20 to 30% returns, putting in a little bit more of an active effort. And that can eventually be turned into a passive effort, just like flipping and wholesaling, because I can develop a business around it. But arbitrage is a way that I can go in there and I can say, hey, I'm going to use your property and I'm going to sublease it on Airbnb or VRBO or my own direct booking site. And now um, I don't have to pay a down payment for a house. All I have to do is pay rent and pay for the furniture. And suddenly my 20 to 30% that I would get as a average return is now 175 to 200% because all I'm invested in is call it maybe 10 or $15,000 and I'm making over a thousand or $1,500 per month. Okay. That's really good. That's an amazing return. You can make your money back in six to eight months doing that. Um, and then of course, if you're going to burr a property, uh, buy rehab, rent, Refinance, repeat, uh, made famous by Brandon Turner and uh, David Green over on uh, Bigger Pockets. So, this is an amazing way to get just an infinite return on your money. We just talked about how cool it would be to get a thousand dollar or a thousand percent return on wholesaling. What about an infinite return on burring? Um, if you can get in and get a property at a wholesale discount, fix it up, and then refinance and get all your money back, plus a little bit of extra to maybe even put in some furniture there to do Airbnb and make $2,000 a month. FYI, I've done this. I'm doing this right now in Arizona as well. And you get all your money back. As soon as you make $1, it's an infinite return because you have no money in the deal. But if you're making $2,000 a month, holy cow, like do that all day long. But here's the thing. Here's the common thing with all these things I just mentioned that are anywhere between a 20% to a thousand percent or more. It's a little bit more active. Um, it's wholesaling or flipping or Airbnb arbitrage. You're literally building a business. But the great thing about all these is that it can eventually be turned into a passive income. If you develop systems, if you develop people, if you develop uh, or bring in technology that literally does these things for you. And this is exactly where you need to be when you start out. I get people coming to me all the time being like, you know what? I got $30,000 laying around. Should I go buy a house and um, spend money to get a house and, and, you know, do Airbnb and yada, yada. I'm like, you could, but if you only have $30,000, you need to be working on this right here. You need to be bringing in education because that $30,000 that you're thinking, guys, back it up for a second. When I wasn't educated, okay, when I, in real estate, I thought an 8% return was phenomenal. I thought it was unbelievable. 
And so with that $30,000 that I had laying around, so I'm talking about myself right now, with that $30,000 I had laying around, I was like, yes, let's put that over there. Wow, I'm gonna be making a couple hundred dollars a month. This is so cool, money coming in. Now I look at $30,000 and I say, oh my gosh, I could turn that into three, four, five thousand dollars of cash flow every single month with the same systems that I developed around my Airbnb business. But it wouldn't have happened if I didn't feed my mind, if I didn't educate myself, if I didn't work on myself, if I didn't work on growing myself every single day. So if you have $30,000 or less, you, not, you should not be investing in anything that you don't understand. You should be investing in your mind so that you can take that money and you can make those three or four or infinite digit returns on your income. Um, this is the same reason that I refinance my houses too, by the way. Um, I actually had a mentor of mine uh, yes, he is my mentor. He actually came to me and he asked me, he's like, Kyle, every time I tell you, I'm not going to refinance my house. You kind of look at me like I'm crazy. And he's like, I want to know why. And I was like, well, I mean, you don't control that income. And he was, he kind of like stood there for a second. He's like, yeah, that's true. And I was like, well, if you don't control the income, then, you know, like, and I told him, I was like, what if you took a hundred thousand dollars right now and you went and flipped a house? He's like, yeah, you know, I'd expect to make a fifty or sixty thousand dollar profit. Okay, so why wouldn't you take a hundred thousand dollars out of your house right now so that you could go do more deals and do that? And basically, it came down to the fact that he was like, well, I just want to build a nice little nest egg, and I want to have a bunch of houses that are paid off, and maybe have like ten or eleven houses paid off and be making two thousand dollars a month. Okay, cool. Then that that's your goal. Uh, for me. I want to multiply and I want, and I know that if I keep that hundred thousand dollars in my house, it might make that unpredictable appreciation and it might not. All I know though, is that hundred thousand dollars, if it was in my hands could turn into 10 arbitrage deals, which could create for me $20,000 per month. I know those numbers. I understand those numbers because I know the deals I'm looking for. I know what they're going to produce. So, and then as that $20,000 is coming in per month, Maybe I'm using 15 of that um, to just, well, sorry, maybe I'm using five of that to say, hey, let's just be super speculative. Let's like, I don't need this extra $5,000. I've got a bunch of money coming in. Let's throw this at something. Let's throw this at, you know, that next Google. Let's throw this at the next Tesla. Let's throw this at the next Airbnb. Let's throw this at, at all these things. And by Airbnb, I mean stocks. Um, let's throw this at all these things or Bitcoin or anything that might hit. And people are talking about, and if I don't get that $5,000 back, then maybe, or th then I'm going to be okay. But what if it does hit and maybe it, it I, I mean, I literally know about people that threw in $10,000 in Bitcoin when no one was doing it. And suddenly, you know, they have millions of dollars and they're retiring. It's just like what Warren Buffett says with when people are investing in it and people are doing it, that's the time to be speculative. But when people are not doing it, that's the time to be like, hmm, let me look at this. Uh, because that's when you it might hit that like kind of hockey curve. And suddenly it's it's dull, it's dull, it's dull, but you invest right here and then it just goes boom and just goes straight up. Um, so long story short, like I hope some of the things that you learned today is that just keep learning. Like knowledge plus action is power, not knowledge is power. I'm not a believer in that. Knowledge plus action is power. And for me, if you're going to get into something and you're going to do this thing, then you might as well learn it the right way and don't be speculative. I hope another thing that you learn is that you, you just need to go find your thing. 
I just named a bunch of things. You could be a stock trader. You could be an Airbnb operator. You could be a real estate investor, flipping houses, doing wholesaling. Uh, my friend um, over in Arizona, Pace Morby, he's doing creative financing. If that floats your boat, go do that. Okay. There's so many different things that you could be doing right now, but just find your thing, stay in your lane. And the goal at the end of the day, though, is still passive. Just because you're starting out as active doesn't mean that you're going to stay there. It doesn't mean that you're going to eventually, you know, be the, the private money lender for deals or to just be reliant only on stocks. But it could mean that this active thing that you're creating is eventually becoming something passive by putting the right technology, the right people and the right systems into place so that you can go out and you can now live your life that you want to live. And that's what I hope that you can just get a vision of today. If you can have that clear vision of what does that look like? Is that again, is, is you take that vehicle and you plan it out five years down the road and then you reverse engineer. Okay. I want to have a wholesaling business that is doing 10 deals per month and needs zero of my attention. Okay. So if that's 10 deals per month, how do we reverse engineer that? Okay. We're going to need some transaction coordinators. We're going to need some cold callers. We're going to need deal flow. We're going to need uh, this many leads per day coming in. And you reverse engineer that to the point where you learn all those things and then start to outsource everything. Or is it, hey, I'm going to uh, make as much money in wholesaling as absolutely humanly possible for five years, save as much of it as humanly possible, and invest as much of it as humanly possible so that one day I wake up and that five years of wholesaling that was making me $50,000 per month now is in active in, or in passive investments that are making me $20,000 per month. And I can start to chill a little bit. You know, those are the things that you've got to start to look at and start reverse engineering. But the only way to start is to start and you need to get into an active income. So what I would love right now is if you go and you comment on this YouTube video and you tell me what is the active thing that you're going to do? Are you going to, um, put your all in, or are you going to, you know, get uh, shiny object syndrome and go do a bunch of other things? No, you want to zone in. So what's that one thing? Comment right now on this YouTube video. If you're on the podcast, leave a review and let us know what your one active thing is that you're going to do so that we can better help you. I, I want, I want to know what my audience wants, what my audience is doing so that I can feed you more with the knowledge that you need to be successful. So that's it for today. Um, Hopefully you didn't feel like I rambled too much because I just, I get off on these tangents and I really enjoy talking about these things, but this is something that um, if you can really sink it in and figure out how can I get from active to passive income, what is that active thing going to do and how controlling your income, controlling your money can get you way more than just putting it somewhere else. I think that's where you're going to, uh, to fly. That's that was what I needed to hear. Hopefully that's what you needed to hear. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Fearless Investor Podcast. We're helping you to conquer the world of investing. We'll see you next time.